Welcome everybody to another edition of Kevin and Drew Talk Movies on Distorted Minds Podcast. How are we doing out there? What up? What's going on? Today we got a fucking tearjerker episode for you. <laughs> heavy, heavy stuff. No pun intended. But, uh, because <laughs> of the whale, right? You know? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that movie fucks me up, dude. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Drew's Choice was the whale. That brand new Brennan Fraser film, which I've seen twice in theaters and once the other day. <laughs> and I chose Lady Bird, the Greta Gerwig uh, film, which is also another emotional movie. And we will get into that soon enough. But first, you know, we got to do the old snapshot. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do. Dinosaur! <laughs> Raw. Raw. <laughs> Got to do something different every time. I know. It's, my mind always goes blank when right when we're about to do it. <laughs> what shall I do? <clears throat> so, did you watch any other movies? I actually watched kind of a lot of movies this time around, man. I did not watch as many. Um, well, partly I watched like some comedies because, you know, all these movies were, were some fucking... They hit hard, and they were kind of Debbie Downers, and I was like, man, I need to... Because, fu- like, I watched The Whale. You need to watch... You get, and I had to watch something funny to, like, slate. to like get a clean slate, because yeah, I was to, like, I... I like, to balance it out. Yeah, I was like, man, I need to laugh before I cry again. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Did you watch them both in the same night? Yeah. Yeah. And, I then, and it, something else, too? Yeah, because what, uh, what happened was, is I went and uh, got some work done on my knee, and so I, I was basically just holed up in my house. I had to... You know, put ice on my knee all day, so I just fucking basically just watched movies all day. So, um, I first I watched The Whale, and then I watched this movie uh, uh, called The Girl Next Door, which it's not it's not a great movie. Emile Hirsch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got the, the blonde uh, chick. I don't know her name. It also has. He's a, a dude that's been in a lot of movies. He, he's also in the show. It's called Justified, but he's been in a lot of stuff. He's in that movie too, and it's like it's funny enough. It's just uh, the re- premise is f- completely ridiculous, and it's just like this shit would never happen. I feel like I might have seen that way back when it first came yeah, out, but I, then I don't really remember anything about it. Yeah, I mean it's funny. It's basically it's about this uh, ex porn star. Uh, she uh, starts dating a, a high school senior. And it's just like, it's just, it's a ridiculous premise. Cause like this shit is like, 
It would never happen. <laughs> it's it's literally like a teenage boy's wet dream. Like it's, right. it's just so unrealistic. But there's stuff that's pretty situationally funny in it. So like, it was good for a laugh. Even though the whole time I was like, man, I forgot. Now that I'm older, this is kind of a dumb fucking movie. <laughs> it's like it's making me laugh, but I accept that. I actually uh, sometimes that happens, man. I, um, you revisit these old movies. I, like, eh. The guy that was that uh, the actor that's from Justified. He was he ended up be I who think, is be, it? Timothy Oliphant. I something like that. I think so. I'm gonna look it up. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, but he was the funniest person in that movie. He it was every scene he's in, he's cracking my shit up because he just, you know, he's just like one of those like really charming scumbag characters, and he's just like you want to hate him, but oh, you yeah. kind of like him. It was Timothy Elephant. Yep, yep. And Paul Dano in there, cool. Yep, yep. Paul Dano, uh, yep. He plays one of uh, the main character's friends. Right Apparently, on. he has just got a huge slong like in the movie. <laughs> I've seen it. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Um, one of the ones I watched was Witch House, you know, the one that I was in, me and Sarah and stuff. We watched it because uh, Sarah hasn't seen it yet, so popped it on, watched it. It's it's kind of a rough watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm good. Just be honest, you know. It's like a, it's a little hard to follow and... Just I don't know, like a real sea horror movie. It's really, yeah, it's low budget and acting's not super great. <laughs> but hey, you know, some people like them cheesy horror movies. And hey, I love those movies, man. You know, give it a watch, maybe. You know, it's for free on Tubi for those who want to check it out, and you know. But yeah, other than that, you got any more? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. So I watched another comedy, um, but this one, even though it's dumb, I, I love this movie. I uh, rewatched Grandma's Boy. Oh, Hello. so good! I, I think it's th- I think of all of those um, Happy Madison movies, I think it's the best one, like by far. Like ever since. Well, I mean, them classic Adam Sandler's. Those are. But but the Happy Madison that production company kind of came out after like. After Happy cl- Gilmore and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, oh, okay. so it's yeah, when then. he had already like made his you know like billions of dollars off of like, I mean his last couple were pretty good too. Like uh, I think it was like uh, the last movie he made I think before he started the Happy Madison production company was Mr. Deeds, which was like it's an okay movie. It's yeah, not, it's not his best movie. One owner writer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, fucking that movie's yeah. Grandma's boy is fucking fire, bro. It's, dude, it's, it's so funny. It, it's, it, it the humor holds up, man. It's still Nick very Swartzen funny. and Nick Swartzen's the funniest <laughs> motherfucker in that movie, dude. He he kills me every time, dude. Banging your three roommates is epic, but banging your grandma and her two roommates. Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there like a line where Jonah Hill's like, I sucked my first tits or whatever. I sucked my first titty for 14, 14 hours. hours. <laughs> and Barry sucked his first titty for 14 hours. <laughs> yeah. There's also a scene where uh, main character kicks Jonah Hill in the shit. He's like, oh my God, I think he broke it. Oh, dance, dance, revolution, new high score. What does that mean? Did I, <laughs> did I break, did I break it? it? Yeah. 
please sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> my name is JP. I am a robot. I have a robot <laughs> vagina. <laughs> <laughs> don't be mad at us <laughs> see you later turd nuggets he does that whole thing <laughs> wheatgrass he's like that's great if you want to be sober and vomit like, oh yeah it's, we'll go to the loony bin together <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man <laughs> where do you get your weed from I get it from you, Dante. <laughs> oh, that's right. What's up, Mr. Cheezel? <laughs> yeah, great movie. Um, the other one I watched, I can't tell you until later. So, <laughs> got you. It's a it's a secret. Oh, okay, cool. But I'll reveal that later. Um, so yeah, if you have any more, then go ahead and throw them out. Yeah, those uh, are the only two I watched, other than these two. Uh, so I watched. Uh, Dread, not the shitty Sylvester Stallone one, but the uh, one that's got uh, Carl. Carl. Um, what's it? Carl Urban. So Carl Urban plays Dread, and it's a fucking. Um, I know you don't like action movies, but that one is awesome. I think uh, the coolest thing about it is, you know, like how action movies, like especially in like the twenty twenty first century, like. They, like, way overuse, like, slow motion scenes where, like, they slow down the action. It's, like, you know, that shot. Well, this movie does it in a way that's really creative because they there's a drug called slow-mo in the movie. So it actually slows down your brain to, like, one hundredth of a second when you're on it. So everything is, like... So that's, like, every scene you see that's in slow motion, it's because people are fucking smoked out of their minds so like that's how they're perceiving the world oh, and yeah. they're perceiving the world in like these super bright sparkling colors <laughs> and like there's some really really cool scenes like action scenes where they're like they're basically like getting these gunfights with these guys that are fucking super drugged up and they're it's like uh the cinematography is really fucking cool the action set pieces are really good um it's honestly a really underrated uh, action movie. Yeah, I remember you mentioning it, saying that I should I should watch it. Man. Uh, yeah, it's like, I know you don't like action movies, but that one's it's a fu- it's a good movie. Like, and it's not like it's like- not convoluted. Like, um, there is kind of like a a supernatural element to it, but it's not anything that's like out of control. Too out of the yeah, yeah. The only like supernatural thing about it is there's a girl that can read people's minds, and that's kind of like the only thing, which is like. It's kind of a cool, like little. It like it's like part of her character. So and mm-hmm. like, a, and uh, it actually does come into play. And like, there's some important things that happen because she can do that. And so it like kind of sets the whole movie in motion. Um, but the plot is, pre- I mean, it's pretty straightforward. But it's it's well done enough to where it's like, you know, it's like a as far as like a futuristic movie, it's pretty believable. Like so they don't like do anything that's too over the top. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. And then uh, the last one I watched, aside from the two main ones, uh, I went and saw the new Spider-Man movie because I love Spider-Man. So yeah. I, uh, it's called... The, the cr- cartoon one? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Across uh, across the Spider-Verse. It was great. I loved it. Can't wait for the final one to come out. Like, <laughs> Cool, cool. Miles Morales? Yep. He's the, he's the fucking coolest Spider-Man. I man. played the video game, Miles Morales one. Yeah. Both of those ones. Yeah. Those games are fun. Yeah, man. They're great. Yeah, just a free open world, just swinging through the city. Mm-hmm. That's fun. 
All right. Well, should we jump right into one or what? Yeah, let's do it. Which one do you want to do first? Uh, I kind of like to talk about the whale first. All right. We can do that. The motherfucking whale, bro. I'm not going to lie. 2022 drama. And it. I was like, whenever in 2022, I was like, was it 2022? Yeah, but yeah, it was December 2022. This movie fucked me up a little bit, man. Like, there's there's some scenes in this movie that are pretty hard to watch, man. Like, yeah, I was like, there's like some some stuff that like I didn't expect would gross me out, kind of gross me out a little bit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe like what just. Uh, the eating or the like like the the binge eating yeah like that scene where he binge eats until he vomits like that yeah. was just like it was really intense and like and just like i had a very guttural reaction to it yeah big spoiler alert i know we always say that but uh this is a brand new movie so just so y'all listeners know big spoilers but that that scene was really visceral and it uh i don't know it uh I like. I mean, I like. I've definitely been like drunk and eaten way too much food, or like been <laughs> been stoned and eaten way too much food. Yeah. But I've never like eaten my, to the point where like my stomach is so full that it makes me throw up. Like, right. I was like, that was like a pretty hard thing to watch, man. Like I was just like, oh, I know that scene is fucking. I know that was kind of like the thing where it's just like the it's like uh. The tragic thing of this movie, it's like what makes it heartbreaking is just basically just like killing himself, really. Like this, anybody's doing it in the most yeah. disgusting and slow way possible. Yeah, this <laughs> movie, like, it's about like the last week of his life. You know, it starts on Monday, ends on Friday, where, you know, spoiler, he dies at the end. Um,. But yeah, this is director Darren Aronofsky. I I know you've seen some of his other films, right? Uh, the so. Wrestler. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of want to pick that one at some point. Absolutely. That, that movie fucking rules, dude. It's so good. Yeah, it's a great fucking movie. Black Swan is another one, which another uh, good movie. Yeah. Decent. Yeah, pretty good. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Oh God, dude. I've seen that one a long time ago. I've seen it two times. It's just one of those wild drug movies that you know like train spotting or some well, shit like that um to do just a, i'm gonna just do a slower di- digression where like it's sure. like train spotting is the kind of movie where you and mcgregor kind of makes you want to do drugs <laughs> like it's, it makes it, it like i don't wouldn't say it necessarily glamorizes it but you can kind of see the, his case and like the case that he makes for like instead of like all this bullshit life stuff he's like why why would i need all that when i have drugs like but yeah. in requiem for a dream you see the fucking real dark side of like those hard drugs like right you like it's like a that's a movie that's fucking hard to watch man oh yeah i've no. seen it twice and i think I like, i've only seen it once seen it twice and i was like i don't know if i could watch this movie a third time like it it hits you in the guts yeah. like, like a pound of bricks, man. Like, Yeah, man. It's crazy. All right, let me get through this stuff. 64% tomato meter, which I thought it would be more, but that's fine. 91 audience score. So Yeah. And I did not find any taglines. 
I mean, the whale. It's a pretty. It's a pretty good. Uh, um. It's a pretty good depiction. I think it gives it gives a pretty good depiction of what you're getting into. Like I think it's a good title for this movie. Yeah. And it, you know, obviously, he's a giant fat dude, but um, and the the title, the whale. You obviously connect those, but the whale is uh, of referring to you know the um, uh, Moby Dick yep. essay that her, his daughter wrote. Yep. Yep. I know. So it was kind of uh, that's kind of what blindsided me a little bit. I was like, because the first time you read the. Uh, essay i kind of had whenever an epiphany uh, i didn't i didn't realize it i never realized it was his daughter's essay until the very end of the movie like that kind of like yeah spoiler alert sorry uh, <laughs> that that caught me off guard i was like oh that makes sense because i was like i was like because he kept saying it's a good essay and i was like it's really not that good of an essay <laughs> but then when you find out it was written by his daughter in eighth grade i was like yeah you know what that is a pretty good essay for an eighth grader like okay yeah, it's an honest essay and yeah. that's his thing he wants so he's a he's a fucking teacher uh he teaches writing a, a writing course or whatever and he he really wants these children to write something honest you know yeah he wants their um their unique honest opinions, opinions yeah their yes. unique opinions on what they're um the material they're covering um yeah i mean and it's kind of a it's interesting because he really just has kind of lived a tragic life you know what i mean yeah because like his the love of his life um committed suicide but he also, because he came out as gay and left his wife, he pretty much lost all custody rights to his child. Like, right. And how good is she, bro? She's so she's good. She's amazing. Dude. Sadie Sink is fucking fantastic yeah, dude, in and, this movie, and, bro. And, and, and there, until, until the very end of the movie, I was still on the fence. I was like, I don't know. If I like this character, or I absolutely hate this character, like, and that's how you know, like, you've Ooh, done a good job. I want to cry right now because <laughs> she's on, and it, but she plays a teenage girl so well because she's fucking horrible. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but uh, but she, but she kind of has a, reason. No, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that she doesn't. You know, her attitude towards her father i'm not saying it's not justified right but when you get a better picture of how she is when her mother basically is like she's like i don't even tell you all the shit that she's been doing and it's like you like you understand because like yeah you know she's if like it fucked her up her dad literally left her and her mom for another guy like that's got to be like a really hard thing to go through yeah, like, it's got to be a hard to thing to, to accept yeah um, but at the same time, it's just like she's lashing out at the whole world, and she plays these games that are really manipulated and manipulative and fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know, it's like I understand why you're the way you are, but I don't necessarily know if I, uh, I can completely like you know. It's like I don't think it's completely justified some of the shit she does, and I uh. I kind of get her mother's point too towards the end of her. She's like the re she's like, it's not that I uh didn't want you to see her. She's like, I honestly I was afraid that she would hurt you. Like and it's like and you that kind of becomes like Yeah. 
it's kind of apparent. It's like, yeah, you know, she could have she could have literally killed him by giving him that ambient. She didn't give a fuck. Like, yeah, because always <clears throat> as soon as she found out about the money, she's like, that's all she cared about. Like, right. Yeah, that scene is fucking. It's a beautiful scene whenever, uh, you know, the mom comes in to the apartment and they they end up talking and shit and all that and arguing and everything. Uh, they you know they say feelings that they you know haven't said for a long time. Yeah, oh. they they really get to. I feel like they end up understanding each other better after that. And uh, I would agree. Yeah. She actually apologizes about his boyfriend dying, you know, because she said she seen him at the store or whatever. Yeah, I mean, she was gonna. I, I thought so. I she thought, does still like feel for him. Yeah, she still. Ca- I mean, she, she cares, cares about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- and I found that to be so interesting, and I kind of think that spoke a great deal about her character. Uh huh. That. Here's this um, man who basically stole her husband away. Like, essentially, in her eyes, ruined her life, right? Yeah. And, you know, she would have had every right to berate this man and just lay into him for all the fucking strife that he caused by creating this big rift between her former husband and her and her daughter. But instead, she sees how much this guy is struggling. Instead of telling him who she is, she literally just helps him carry his groceries and says nothing. Right. And I honestly think that it is a testament to her character. Like, uh, yeah. Know, like, I think um, and it, a lot of the things she brings up in their conversation, uh, like keeping their daughter away from him, it's like, you know, really, it... Uh, she makes a lot of good points. That's like, the part too. Um, um, yeah, they talk that how they you find out the mom was keeping Ellie away from him is because she thought that he would think she was a bad mother or something, you know? Because she was like ashamed that. Well, just because Ellie is so fucking difficult as a teenage daughter and shit, yeah, she, she would w- think that. You know, Charlie would think she was a bad mother. Right. But, again, she was also uh, afraid for Charlie's... her insecurities. Right. But she was also afraid for Charlie's safety, which, honestly, as, you know, I think is kind of proven in the movie, was well-founded. Because she gave him Ambien, and, like, being in the situation he's in, I literally could have killed him. Yeah. And she... And it isn't until... But I think that is... Where um, the daughter, you know, it, it, that did make me realize, you know, she's a fuck. I mean, I was a terror, not when I was a teenager, but when I was in college, I was a fucking terror when I was in college. Yeah. So I, I kind of understand that, um, you know, that's not the person she's going to be forever. That is her really just lashing out of the world because she's just, I, I that is a feeling I, I very much understand, mm-hmm. like being angry at the world and just wanting to lash out of the world and just hating everyone mm-hmm. um, i've been there <laughs> so i like i really do un- like understand that um pain uh and i think his daughter's true character shows like because she pretends like she doesn't give a fuck about her dad but when she finds out he's going to die her attitude doesn't 180 like it completely changes which is like what well what the fuck you mean well 
get it, get him, get him a fucking doctor, like call an ambulance. Right. And you know, it's like the I can't remember her name, but his friend who's the nurse, Liz. Liz, yeah, Liz. She is like, was also great, dude. Great, oh, so fucking <laughs> a lot good. of great acting in this movie. Yeah, uh, I love when she is basically explaining to his daughter. She's like, "There's nothing we can do." She's like. His blood pressure is like two forty over one thirty. He's like he's gonna die. Like he's like his heart is basically it's a miracle it hasn't exploded already. Right. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I do believe that this is uh, one of those COVID movies, you know, because it's a small set, not a lot of characters, you know, and it's just that one location, you know. So I think this movie was filmed during. COVID Prob- times, you yeah, know. Yeah, probably, man, yes. Because it's all like, yeah. there's There was a handful of movies that came out where you can tell that it was during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll also say that... Uh, dude, Brandon Fraser, he's fucking amazing. He's so. master, dude. dude. He's so good. He's like... Uh, He's really embodied this character. Yeah, who is he's like super convincing. Uh, you know, he's just like... He's, uh, and it's uh, one of my favorite interactions is when it's, it's that kid who's run away from home, who has lied about being a part of the 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 new life, the new life church kid. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and lit like Liz hasn't realized that he's lied. Um, and he's not really part of that. Uh, yeah. Ellie's the one who figures out that yeah, she, yeah. Yeah. she records them and shit. Uh, yeah, that, that was kind of fucked up. But, I was like, <laughs> but then it, it all turned out great, you know, after, at the end. Well, I don't, I don't know. know if that was her intention, you know? See, that that's the other thing, too. Is like, I don't know if she was trying to fuck him over or help or him. Help like, him, it's yeah. very... It's, it's very murky water with her because yeah. like, on the one hand it like, but definitely at, seemed like she wanted to try and hook up with him because like, that's a <laughs> you know teenage girl like older guy. Yeah, like, she kind of flirty with him a little. Yeah. Uh, over the top with it. She's like oh it's so easy to make you uncomfortable right. and she's like you're a fucking kid man. Calm down. Like, But also the fact that um, you know she did record him, send it to the, his parents and, and it turned out that he's gonna go home now and shit because of all that you know basically he stole money from the church ran away and confessed that to ellie who he didn't know was recording and she sent it to his you know parents and stuff and they they said it was just money come back home and all that right they forgave him yeah but that gives charlie the peace of mind saying she's going to be all right. Ellie's going to be all right because she helped this Right, guy. she she did something good. Whether like, it was intentional or not, right? he's got that peace of mind before he but it passes. Was, uh, but one of my favorite interactions um, is with that kid and Charlie. It's towards the end of the movie. I think you know exactly the one I'm talking about. It's, it's one of the only times we see Charlie actually get angry. Like we see, we see him get upset throughout the movie. We, see, we I mean, we, essentially, we are seeing him wallow in despair. Like that is most of Charlie's story. He's basically given up on life. He's kind of admitted to always being like a bigger guy, but um, when uh, his boyfriend died, he just basically just gave up all hope, mm-hmm. and he just became this shut-in. And I mean, you know, 
when you're a shut-in and all you do is eat, like, you just blow up. And, like, I don't know how long um, Charlie has been like this. How long did they say? I, I, I kind of missed that. How long had his boyfriend been dead? Was it, like, a year? Well, or? he left uh, Ellie and, and the, her mom... Uh, like nine years prior. Well, well, I knew that, but I, I was like, I was just kind of so, trying to So, but he out. left, and I don't know how long it was after that when his boyfriend died. But, but, but it's pretty obvious it's been a, a good amount of time. Cause right. Because he didn't put on, like, I mean, he's got to be. It must have been a few years at least, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, he's got to be like five or six hundred pounds Yeah, in I don't think they say how long. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so either. But it's pretty evident he's at least five or six hundred pounds in this movie. I mean, he's oh yeah, he's really heavy. Like you can tell just by when he's in the shower, like his belly is like down to his knees. Like you don't yeah, you don't uh, you don't look like that. Like I mean, even in like the three four hundred pounds, like you you don't look like that. Like you like don't look like that until like you are. And I think a lot of the, I think a lot of that is like CGI and shit. I, I um, think there was a fat suit, but there was also CGI, but you can't really tell. Um, I'm not sure because when uh, Brendan was talking about it, I mean, he, ba- he basically went through, like, a shit ton of makeup and prosthetics every day. Like, I think part of it was he really wanted to take on the physicality of, like, having all that extra weight on him. Like, yeah. To, like, make it more authentic. Uh, but... Anyway, back to the kid and Charlie, that conversation where the kid's like, oh, well, if you just basically say you're sorry to God for being gay, like, he'll forgive you. Like, yeah, the sins basically, of the flesh. Basically, he's telling Charlie, like, that his, like, him loving, um, is it Alan, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Him loving Alan, uh, you know, is why he's being punished and he'll be forgiven if he just, you know, rejects his homosexuality. Just like, you know, it's total, it's that total Christian bullshit where it's, it's just such hypocrisy where it's like, on the one hand, they say love everybody who's like, unless you're gay. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I, I mean? It's like, it's such horse shit. And uh, it's when we really see Charlie's Furies. Like, because uh, they, he found that Bible verse that was highlighted in the. In Charlie's... Well, and it's because um, Alan's father was the preacher of that New Life Church, and his father could just never accept him for who he was. Right. And it ate away in his side because... Um, and he, know, like, it, wasted away. He, like... Yeah. He well, was according- malnutrition. Yeah, well, it's... So a- they went, like, opposite ways, yeah, weight-wise. Yeah, and I think that's kind of an interesting dichotomy, like... His boyfriend basically starved himself to death until he jumped off the bridge, and while Charlie just ate himself to death. Um, yeah, it's fucking crazy. And uh, well, I think Liz makes it pretty apparent that her yeah. father just couldn't accept Alan for who he was, and it just ate away at Alan because he, he was, you know, pressured to be this integral part. Of the church, but because it was gay, it was just like, you know, it was like these two completely different people, and it was just ripping him apart, and eventually yeah. he couldn't take it anymore, and you could see how Liz, how heartbroken, and I, that's kind of, I love Liz for that I too, love where, Liz. where she's like, Charlie doesn't need your God bullshit, you need to fuck off, like, <laughs> it, it did write down in my notes that it is beautiful how much Liz cares for Charlie, you know, because that was... Her brother, Alan, was her her brother, and uh, she knows 
she knows they were in real love, you know? It was real love. Right. Um, and I think Liz, too. I think Charlie really is, like, kind of the only real family Liz has left. Cause she made it. She makes it abundantly clear that she wants it's nothing to do with her father or the church. She's right. like, fuck those people. They're messed up. They essentially killed my brother. And she's like, I want nothing to do with them. Yeah, it's heavy. And, I, and I, this movie has this really. There's a lot of interesting dichotomies in this movie, where it's pitting, like, oh, acceptance versus belief. It's also uh, pitting like the idea of like what a standard family is versus like what Charlie is, uh, and it's. Uh, and I think he kind of. It does this beautiful thing where it shows that even though Charlie has become this thing, he, like he's still a sensitive, intelligent human being. He's like he's quite intelligent. Yeah, he is. But he feels so guilty for the way he is. All he ever does is apologize. Like, the only time he um, say sorry one more time. <laughs> <laughs> the only time we really see him get angry again is when that boy brings up Alan and basically is telling him he's a sin and he basically needs to renounce his love to Alan and he can be saved. It's like fuck you. Um, it's like it's like, like tell me how you really feel. I love that. I love that. Or he's yelling. He's screaming in his face. It's like I'm disgusting. Or he's like, <laughs> and then he goes, yes, you are disgusting. Like he bursts out. Yeah. And then, like, but it's like, if you notice, it's like he's, uh, Charlie's almost pushed that guy to cry. And he literally just, he takes the Bible, takes his things, and he just leaves. Like, yeah. Mm. Well, and it's just like that, um, it's, and it, I, I think, um, the movie does a great job of showing how hypocritical people like that actually are. Yes. Like, they're like like their motivation to save people as really more like it's a self-interest to save themselves like because they feel guilty like about their lives like about the things they've done like yeah 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 i think it very uh there are a lot of people like that where they're trying to kind of force their ideals onto other people so like oh if i can just save this one this one sinner it's like who, who are you to fucking judge me for right? my life man like <laughs> yeah, you're, you're. I mean, I'm a piece of shit, but right. still, fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> like, don't tell me. Don't don't lay your god bullshit on me. Like, there's that part where he chokes on the meatball stuff. That was the other part <laughs> that grossed me out too, man. Because essentially, essentially, he, he, he wasn't even chewing. He was food. just he was just taking big bites and swallowing. It was just like. Chew your food like a normal human being. She has to like pry him over onto the side of the yeah. couch and like jump on him, basically. Yeah, man. Like there's just like all those scenes where he's just like eating, and gorging, or, like, gorging. It's just like it's disgusting, man. It, just, it made me. I was like, oh god. I was like, I don't eat like that, do I? You know what I mean? It's like it like made me feel subconscious about eating. Like watching it made me it. feel like I want a meatball sub. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Like it made me feel like I never wanted to eat again. Like honestly, 
that scene where that that long like five minute scene where he's just yeah literally like, he's got like the stacking two, pizzas on top of each he's, other like, pouring like mayonnaise and shit on him i'm just <laughs> yeah, like ranch i was dressing. just like i was like huh? <laughs> <laughs> he just uh, jumps out the loaf of bread and just starts oh sucking. man it's, oh. It's, it was honestly foul it was like it, and there's also like, the part like where he's um he opens the drawer of candy and shit, and he's like, he opens one, and he's like, you know, contemplating eating it or not and shit. And, and then something tips him over the edge, and he basically eats the whole drawer of candy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking nuts. Uh, that scene where Dan finally, Dan the delivery guy, finally sees him, and his eyes are like this big. Yeah. Did, did you ever catch what he says? Because I tried to, like rewind it and catch what he I, and I, I couldn't ever hear no, what he said in that scene because he says something but it's almost like inaudible right yeah I didn't but, stop to uh, but it's it's like subtitles a, on Dan, or something Dan is just like you know it's like that Jesus Christ moment I was like holy shit yeah. no wonder why you never opened the door for me yeah like, it seemed so yeah people don't know he, he always orders pizza he leaves a 20 in the mailbox so he doesn't have to face the pizza guy. And, uh, and they end up starting to kind of be friends, you know? He's like, hey, my name's Dan, just so you know, you doing all right in there? And that sort of shit. They introduce each other to him, you know? And then that one scene, you know, where he sticks around to see him grab the pizza from the porch. Oof. Oof. That's hard. That is rough, man. It's just... I don't know, man. He must have been like so embarrassed and just yeah. ashamed. I don't know. All the yeah, all think, the feelings. I think this movie like really paints obesity like in a different light. Like you know, like really kind of It's an addiction, man. Well, yeah. It makes you really see it. And that's kinda of like um It's just like, you know, any drugs or anything. Yeah, or fucking sex, man. Like it's it's kinda like gambling. It's uh and it's something that I think people that aren't addicts they don't they just don't understand. It's like, you know and I've said this before, I'm a fucking addict, man. Like I like I struggle I struggle with my shit. I really do. Yeah, I've got that personality. (laughs) Yeah, I I do too, man. And that's why like there's a lot of things I just try and manage keep, i try and manage one well or just keep myself away from man because oh, i know sure. yeah i know exactly what i'm like man and i know like it would just take the one right thing to just tip me off and i would go right back oh, down the rabbit hole down, yeah it's like it like makes you really feel for charlie because like it sucks man it's like you have that like you try so hard and you have that one thing that tips you over the edge and then you just you're all in and it sucks like it's awful yeah there's the thing about Liz, she obviously cares so much for Charlie, but also she's kind of enabling him. I was gonna bring that up, man. She <laughs> really is. She. Like, but it's like at this point, you know. But at this point, like she has, she knows that he's not gonna go to the hospital. Like he wants to die. Like that's that's what this is. Is he wants to die? Like he doesn't want to, doesn't yeah. want to be on this earth anymore. And in spite of her efforts. To get him to go see a doctor so he can... Because I think the other reason why he doesn't want to go to the doctor... Because he doesn't want to know just how fucked he is. You know what I mean? He's like not really... I understand that. (laughs) He's like really... He's not ready... going to doctors too. He's not ready to accept that. Because like it's like when he starts looking up his blood... And it's also about the money. Yep. 
because all the money, well, all, yeah, he's, you know, he, uh, that, that is uh, kind of a heartbreaking scene with Liz. So he's, where she, where she finds out, she finds out that Charlie has basically nickel and dimed his way through the last two, three years. Yeah. He's a, he's like a online school teacher and he doesn't turn his camera on, but, uh, through all that teaching, he's just been stockpiling all of his money. To yep. give to Ellie when he dies. Yup, and uh, so Liz find, finds out that yeah, she didn't know he that he had like a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Yeah, and she is fucking furious. She's like, "So you basically you've been having me enable you this whole time? When this whole time we could have gotten you doctors and physical therapy, and we actually could yeah, have fucking all helped you equipment and, he, and he's medical like, no, equipment. no, we, we don't need to do that. That money is for Ellie, and it's just like." Man, and that's and it, she even mentions that time her truck broke down and shit, and she was in like the, in walking, the winter, yeah, yeah she walking had to through the walk snow with groceries. groceries. Yeah, and it's fucked up. And she, he's like, "Well, why didn't you tell me? We could have paid to get it fixed." Yeah, and she's like, "I didn't think you had any like, fucking I thought, money, I Charlie." You fucking broke. Yeah, it was a little fucked up, <sighs> yeah, but it's also like a, it's a sad thing. It's a lot of heartbreak. In yeah, this it's one. a lot of heartbreak. Um, it's a sad thing because it, it's very it becomes very apparent that. Charlie is trying to buy his daughter's love, and you just can't do that, man. Like no amount of money can buy a child's love. Like man, mm-hmm. like it's just, there's just not it's not the right way to go about it. Right. Like all the all that does is just make spoiled yeah, brats. He, like yeah, he bribes her to spend time with them, and then also like does her homework and shit like that. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. What else we got on this movie? Um. Kind of said my piece on. Yeah, it, we've been like, going uh, for a minute on this one. It's uh, it was. It, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was a hard watch, man. <laughs> it was a hard movie to watch. <laughs> I, I mean, I was Dude. very engaged. Like I, I, you know, I didn't want to turn it off. Like I, I very much so was like I got sucked into the story. Yeah. And, but it's a hard movie to watch, man. I was fucking bawling my eyes out bro i can't help it with this movie man it fucking uh it was like it definitely made me tear up it was uncomfortable how fucking i was like ugly crying (laughs) at the end bro (laughs) when when she's reading like a uh, school girl bro when she's reading the uh When she's reading the, uh, the essay. essay to him, and he's and he finally he's taking Stands the steps, up, yeah. and he's like, you know, he's about to have a heart attack and die. Like his eyes are literally like blood red, yeah, like, from his blood pressure, yeah. And even like a little before that, where he's uh, he's telling the mother, "I need to know I've done one thing right with my life." You yep. know, <laughs> oh my god, yep. that is the line of the movie. Yep. I mean, so many people feel that way, man. Like I, like I need to know I've done one thing right in my life. Yeah, that, and then it's kind of weird, uh, cinematically how they did that, how he dies. You know, he kind of just ascends a little bit, but uh, that doesn't really bother me that much. It's just a, it's a weird choice. I, I think it's um. It's better so, than seeing him actually die, I guess. I, I it's I think it's supposed to be a metaphor for the like all the weight being lifted off his shoulders because he um, literally and f- and well yeah and <laughs> figuratively, figuratively yeah. but it's also like a um, it's showing that him and his daughter Ellie like he because he's spent the entire movie trying to connect with her right 
And in that moment, he finally completes his goal. Yeah. Like, you know, he finally, like, he has affirmation that his daughter loves him. Like, and that's, like, what he's been trying to get. And when she's crying, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think the uh, she I think, was so good, dude. Yeah, I can't no, believe she, how good she was. Yep. For those who don't I, know, it's uh, what's her name from Stranger Things. Yep. I, well, I, I didn't I realize how old show. she was then, man. She's fucking twenty-one, dude. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, that's all those fucking most of those Hollywood. Yeah, that's girls how it happens like, in Hollywood. Are like in their early twenties, playing teenagers. Like right. that's pretty pretty common. Yeah. But I mean, you know. Honestly, like she still between, looked like like a high schooler. Well, you know, but think about it though, man. Like from ages like fifteen to twenty one, like everybody looks pretty fucking young, unless you've like lived life. All right. Like most people See, in that age bracket, like you know, especially like being our age now, man. Like I see a fucking, I was seeing uh, people on my sister's college campus on Butler. You know, these kids are between 19 and 22. They look fucking 15 to me, man. Like, they <laughs> yeah. look like babies, dude. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's, it makes sense. It makes sense. All right. Move on to rating or or rewatchability. Um, I could watch it again, but, man, I, not anytime soon. I've seen it three times since December. <laughs> that's, that's the most I've watched a movie in, you know, that short amount of time in I don't know how long. Yeah, I uh, I would definitely rewatch it. I just you gotta prepare yourself. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta <laughs> it's like I said. It's kind of. It reminds me of *Reckoning* in a dream for a way where it's just like it's really hard to watch people with an addiction like essentially throw their life away, which yeah. is like a lot of what this movie is yeah. about. And so it's hard. It's a hard thing to watch. So, but I I I think um, definitely rewatchability on it um maybe maybe pick up some things i didn't notice before also i would say uh if you haven't seen it definitely fucking watch it fucking watch it bro yeah i would totally rewatch this one um rating i'm at a nine bro um that's how high i am hey i respect it (laughs) i'm pretty high (laughs) yeah i definitely give i give this movie an eight man i give it an eight that's good I like that. Yeah, I give it an eight. You oh, know yeah. what my highest root mo- highest rated movie on this podcast was? Take a guess. Maybe you can get it. <laughs> mm. Highest yeah. rated movie. I don't know if you remember any of the ones we done before. I mean, it was when Mike was. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I, 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 I honestly, man, I. I don't know. It was There Will Be Blood. 9.5. Oh, shit. <laughs> I gave it a... That's the highest. I should have known that because I know that's your favorite movie. It's so like, good. Yeah. I fucking love oh, it. Oh, man. That's... Uh, I, that, dude, that end scene is damn near perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. I take my straw. I stick it into your milkshake. And then I drink your milkshake. I, I drink, drink it up. Drink it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What a great movie. All right. Now we're on to Lady Bird. Let's move on to Lady Bird, bro. So you said this was on your list uh, when I picked it, right? Yeah. I was, so how did, how did uh-huh. you come across this? Well, um, how did you get it on your list? It, 
it was just one of those movies where I, I had seen a lot of people talking about it and it, saying that it was worth a watch. Definitely. But I realized upon watching it, um, it wasn't the movie I thought it was. So uh, it was actually, uh, there was a, there's another movie with a similar name. I think it's got Sandra Bullock in it. I think it's like Bird Box or something like that. Oh, yeah. So that was the movie that was actually oh, on my list. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so no, this movie wasn't really on my radar. Okay. At all until we uh, until you picked it, I didn't realize that until I started watching. I was like, "Oh, this, this is, is not, not <laughs> this is not the movie I thought it was. <laughs> not at all." Um, yeah. Okay. So very. Uh, yeah. This uh, the movie I thought it was it was more like a mystery horror movie. Right. That's the one where they can't talk or something. Or no, that's quite. They're like place. blindfolded, blindfolded or some some shit. Like yeah. I don't know, man. All these they gotta they gotta up the ante in all these fucking horror movies. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, Anyways, no, this is not what I thought it was. Lady Bird is a two, two thousand seventeen comedy drama. Director Greta Gerwig, screenplay Greta Gerwig. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's very much. I think uh, it's kind of like teen angst. Yeah, coming of age. Coming of age. It's very yeah. I think coming of age is probably the uh, the perfect description of this movie. That, that's essentially what it's all about. It's very much so about. I mean, it's like everybody's been there, man. Like it's it's very relatable to be a teenager that thinks you fucking know it all and know exactly what you where it's you want to go. Kind of similar to uh, Ellie in a way, you know. Um, just you know, being a high school teenager and yep. just being a, a little bit of a shit, kind of a misfit, um, being a misfit and kind of a shit, black sheep type thing. Well, yeah, and uh, but also kind of thinking you know everything and really not knowing shit about the world. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we got a ninety-nine tomato score. Damn, dude! Right, <laughs> uh, seventy-nine audience tagline: "Time to fly." That works. I, I mean, it's weird, but I guess like because it's about her, you know, leaving the nest. And yeah, shit. yeah. Which is, um, well, we'll get into that later. Oh, there's another one that just says "Fly away home." That yeah, that one is uh, pretty on the nose. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, you got I don't know how to say her name, uh, Lady Bird, the actress's name. It's a it's weirdly spelled. I looked it up once, but I forgot. So uh, Christine in the movie, yeah, AKA Lady uh, Bird, and then you have Lori Metcalf, you know, plays her mom. Yeah. yeah, honestly, man, I got like uh, she was good. She was. She's an excellent. They were mom. both good. I would say. Um, became very apparent to me that her mom has some type of OCD. Like she's very like overbearing, kind of well, over controlling, overbearing, controlling. But uh, like some of the things she says, like you know, you have to keep you have to keep your room picked up. It's like shit like that. It's just like it's very controlling and OCD, and it's like uh, it, it's funny because it. Uh, I don't know. It gave me like bad juju from when I was a teenager <laughs> because like my mom was <laughs> she wasn't like controlling in the same way mm-hmm. um like it, it, on some stuff she was really loose with me 
But on other things, it like it like definitely was like ah fuck man. I was like yeah, that was kind of how it was for me when I was a teenager. Like kind of related to Lady Bird in that way. Where it was just like uh, I remember. Um, so I'm gonna digress a little bit. I remember being like 12 years old and being out playing in the park with my friends, like playing football. Mm-hmm. And then all my friends decided we were gonna go like three blocks away to my friend Pete's house and play basketball. And I was like, eh. I was like, I'm gonna fucking... I was like... Because I didn't know where Pete lived. I'd never been there before. And so I didn't go home. I I just went to Pete's house to play basketball. Well, I didn't come home for lunch. And my mom literally spent 30 minutes driving around her trailer park to find me. (laughs) She found me, made me get in the car... Like, embarrassed the shit out of me in front of all my friends. Yeah. Made me go with her to McDonald's, which I didn't even want to go to. And then she grounded me for three weeks. Like, <laughs> just like, I thought you were kidnapped. Like, just being, like, and it's so, like, like over the top. Over the top. Like, like, they call it what? Uh, helicopter parenting or something? Yeah. And it's just like, I think that's So, like, I definitely, I kind of relate. I under, I definitely related to Lady Bird and how, like, they're situationally. Um, and it was kind of the same thing too, where like when her friends came over for Thanksgiving and we're eating all over food, and oh yeah, because like all my friends really liked my mom. They're like, oh, she's so cool. I was like, well, yeah, she's always a lot cooler when you guys are around. <laughs> like and when like and when you guys aren't around, she's kind of on my ass about a lot of bullshit. <laughs> like and it just kind of like this movie brought back so many memories, man. For when I was a teenager, I was like. No, that was kind of fucked up that my mom did that. I'm trying to tell Sarah she needs to watch this movie. I think uh, a lot of it will resonate with her, but I don't know. Right. She's stubborn about this kind of stuff. But um, how about the opening scene, man? Um, it's it's very funny. Uh, the I think the opening scene probably made me laugh in more than any scene in the entire movie. <laughs> well, it's funny because they just got done listening to a book on tape. They're both crying and shit, you know, and they're because <laughs> they just listened to all the. I forget what book it was, but um, but anyway, they you know inevitably inevitably start to fight with each other, argue, whatever. And then she just opens the door and just falls out of the car while they're driving and shit. <laughs> you remember that? That's how she gets the, uh, the brace. She just couldn't take her mom that much that she just opened the door and jumped out of the car Dude, while, I, while they were driving. <laughs> I, there, there are times where I wish I would have had the balls to do that. So I'm going to tell you another story, man, about something that was fucked up that my mom did. Yeah. So you're you're gonna know a lot about me, listeners, and Shout why like I'm like Drew's this mom. like I'm I'm this like free free person that just kind of does whatever he wants. Like I don't believe in rules. Like fuck all, you know. Just like do whatever you want, do what makes you happy. But I remember like when I was 13, I uh, you know I was an adolescent, and I started drawing pictures of naked girls. Like I mean, you know, I like. I uh, my, you know, do. I had a, well, you know, like I had a fucking friends with cable, and I I had seen like fucking sure, yeah. I had seen like Skin Max and seen, shit at seen their house. I seen like you know, like, all tits matter. All tits matter, dude. All tits <laughs> matter. So like I like I had seen the female form, and being an adolescent boy, that was you know what was on my mind all the time. Sure. And I, so I, you know, like and also being a little bit of a nerd, 
having a bunch of comic books. Started drawing all this comic books, ladies. Like, I started drawing naked pictures of them. <laughs> but I got scared, and I didn't want my mom to find them. Because I know my mom was going to fucking... I know how my mom was. She was going to freak the fuck out and, yeah. like, grill me. Like, be like, are you having sex? Like, you know, just ridiculous shit. Um, uh, and so I got scared. And I literally... Put I crumpled up all my naked lady drawings, even though I really liked them. Yeah, I put them in a fucking bag with like other pieces of paper. I like tied that, put that in another bag, and fucking like went outside. Like I thought I was being quiet, and put that in the garbage. And this is what my mom did. She literally went through the garbage to see what I was doing. Well, she like she noticed you. Taking the trash out or whatever. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she because you know, of course my mom didn't trust me, even though like I actually was a good kid like all through like middle school and high school. Like I ne- <laughs> I really never got in trouble. But she went through the fucking garbage, and I, like keep in mind like I fucking like pulled the shit. Did she do out this of the gar- without you knowing? Like she went through. Yeah. To oh pick, yeah, pick it out. Yeah, and then confronted you later. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. My mom did fucked up shit like this all the time. Like she literally, because I had pulled the trash out of the garbage can and put these bags on the bottom and like put like three or four bags on top of it. Right. Which means she dug out all the fucking trash, dug that bag out, and then she fucking opened it up and then she's like, "So, I need to, I need you to explain to me why the you like, uh." Why you're doing this? Like, why are you drawing naked girls? <laughs> um, why? Like, like, how do you know what these look like? How do you know what breasts look like? How do you know what a vagina? And I was just like, "What the fuck, mom? Like, you literally dug this out of the trash. Like, what the fuck is wrong with That's you?" Fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucking embarrassing. And like some of the so some of the shit that Ladybird's mom like says and does, I was like, "Fuck, man, that." That resonated with me. I'm going to tell one more. I'm going to tell one more fucked up story about my mom. <laughs> okay. So, um, I, you know, like I said, I was really straight laced in high school. And I like, I never did drugs. I didn't drink. Like I literally didn't start smoking pot and like taking mushrooms and drinking until I basically was in college. Like I was a very straight laced student because I had two siblings that were super like I had a sister that was 14 years younger than me and I had a brother that was 18 years younger than me and I kind of like took care of these kids. So like I didn't, I couldn't fuck around with that kind of shit. So, um, you know, when I did get to go out with my friends, like we'd just go to the mall or go to movies and shit. Like I, I just hung out with other people like me that didn't really like do any of that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember one time specifically I got home late, like, cause as my like one of my best friends in the world, Matt Hayes. Like we went to see like a bunch of horror movies, and we hung out to mall until it closed at like nine o'clock, and then we went to my friend Mark's house, um, and played video games until like eleven o'clock. So I didn't get home till like eleven thirty, and my mom was still up, and she just starts grilling me, and. <laughs> She's like, uh, why are your eyes so glossy? She's like, you've been fucking doing drugs. Like, she just goes in. You've been fucking doing drugs, haven't you? You've been smoking, but like, just going. I was like, what the fuck, mom? I've never done drugs in my. I was like, you know what? I was like, you can grab me if you want. Fuck you. I'm going to my room. Like, I literally just like went to my room. Yeah. And like the next day, she apologized to me, but it was just like, that was like that was the kind of shit I dealt with as a teenager 
all the time. <laughs> it's just like it was fucked up and embarrassing, and it's just like man, I just like I really, uh, I really felt Lady Bird like how overbearing her mom could be sometimes. It was like man, I like fucking know exactly what that feels like it's like i think I that's something that's very relatable it is a it is a very complicated relationship between them two but ultimately you know they love each yeah, other very yeah, much absolutely yeah <clears throat> um i don't know if you noticed this but the nun uh lois smith is the actress's name is aunt meg from twister did you know that <laughs> did you know that i had no idea <laughs> food we are not invading my aunt's house. Uh, I just thought that was cool. Because we love that movie Twister, don't we, Mike? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, she's this high school girl who's she's kind of sick of the city she lives in. Yeah, she don't like Sacramento. I but ultimately, she does. Yeah, well, I, I, well go ahead, man. She's I, applying to you know colleges... <laughs> On the East Coast and shit. She's just trying to get a f- as far away as possible from this town. Well, I, she feels like she's stuck in or something. Well, and I, I think and it's, a lot of people have that feeling. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that's very relatable. It's, I don't even think it's that she wants to get away from her town. I think it's what she wants to Family. get away from her mom. Like <laughs> oh, yeah, she mom. wants to be as far away from her mom as possible. And again, like I love my mom, but that's a feeling I very much understand. Like <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, the dad, the dad is good too, man. He's so like, dude. He's uh, the dad actor. is like awesome. <laughs> he's like the perfect like hippie. He's dad, the you good know? guy. You know, they have the uh, good cop, bad cop as parents. You know, and Laurie Metcalf says that in one of the one of the scenes. She's like, I always have to be the bad guy or whatever. And <laughs> good old like, dad, but it's it's sad because you know he's out of work he hasn't been working and this whole family they're just they're kind of struggling at the moment her mom is literally working double shifts yeah and it's like you find out her dad is on antidepressants so he's like right it's like she finds a medication and it's kind of an epiphany for her because her dad is like this humble soft-spoken happy kind of go lucky guy she had no idea he'd been on antidepressants for years like i think this movie does a really good job of kind of showing the average like l- middle to lower income family yeah. but not but not sugarcoating from the it, other like, side of the tracks <laughs> <laughs> i did write a note about how it kind of did remind me of my mom also um I don't have any stories like you did, but I just... Oh, I could see it. I could tell stories <laughs> for fucking days, I mean, man. I'm sure I have stories. I just uh, I don't, I haven't had any prepared or nothing. But uh, just like how they... You know how they took in the brother's girlfriend? My mom took in people... She took in uh, my baby's mama back in the day and my brother's uh, girlfriend just because they didn't have... Um, they didn't have anywhere to go. Better yeah. living situations, too. And also the religious stuff. My mom's very religious. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but these are, uh, yeah. They're like, she's in like Catholic school, right? Yeah. They're Catholic. She's, she's in the Catholic high school, yep. Right. I was going to say, um, my mom is very much that way, too. Uh, but it's ironic because for a section of my teenage year, 
um, she was religious, but she what like wasn't like super Christiany. And then she got with my stepdad and started going to his church. And those people are like, you know, like Southern Baptist types. And they're just like, <laughs> oh, no. you know, it's just like they're not bad people, but they're just so judgmental. And it's just like, you know, uh, you're really you kind of that. full. Well, it's like, <laughs> you know, they don't realize their own hypocrisy and just how full of shit they actually are. And it's just like, she's like trying to make me go to church. I was like, it's like, you know, it's like. I don't know if I believe in God or not, but I think all that's bullshit. <laughs> right. You know, and it's like, I don't... I don't organized know. religion. Yeah, like, I, I don't get down with most organized religions. Um, so she gets cast in a play, you know, there's a play going on, and she meets Danny, the uh, red-headed boyfriend and oh, ends Danny. up being a boyfriend you know yeah yep. and they were going they were going good for a while you know yeah, until her, like her first love yeah until she finds him making out with another boy and, and honestly i uh i wasn't even surprised i was like yeah that, that's <laughs> par for the course my gaydar was going <laughs> no well i was just like i was like come on man he's <laughs> a, just kidding he's a he's a handsome well-liked theater kid who's good at singing like he's fucking gay like she's like if that i was like this is a stereotype if i've ever seen one and then there's that scene where danny he shows up at the restaurant she's working at and uh and this is after they broke up when she found out you know and she's she ends up saying to him you're gay and shit and he's like and he ends up breaking down and crying and they hug and shit and and he's like please don't tell my parents i'm trying to <laughs> He's trying to figure out a way to do it. Right, yeah. because he knows they're not going to accept it. Right, and, and he's just scared, bro. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's... it's and a, that part got me emotional. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, being part of a family um, that does not accept homosexuality. Right. Um it's so fucking difficult, tough. man. Like, cause it's just like you know they're just they're never gonna accept you for who you are, and uh, it's just like you know you can understand a kid who is scared. He's like, cause you know, it's like he's not even out of high school. He's like, yeah. who knows how his parents might react? They might fucking throw him out of the house. Like, it's a it's a tumultuous and scary situation, especially when you're in living with religious zealots, like. Because, you know, there's going to be no way, no good way to explain this to them. And that, I think that is one of Lady Bird's brighter moments in this movie where she you know, accepts she, him. She accepts him. She's like, she, and it, she's she, like, of course, I won't tell nobody. And you know? she got I think that's in the moment. That's the moment where she kind of forgives him, too. Like, yes. Because up until that point, she's been pretty, she was pissed. She, she's fucking pissed. Like, <laughs> she's just like, you know, why don't you just fucking tell me, man? Like, yeah. and I think I don't even think that it they, I think that he did like her. Yeah. But they were just, going good for a while. Like, it seemed. But I was going to say, he, I think he liked her as a person, but he wasn't actually romantically interested right. in her. I think he really, he was doing a shitty thing where... Yeah, there was that dialogue where she's like, you know you can touch my boobs or something. And he was like, well, oh, I, just respect I respect you, you so too much. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's, and it's just because it, like, it just doesn't get him hard. Like, right. you know, it's like, you know, and that's, hey, man, whatever. I was like, you know, uh, when you see genitals, you have one of two reactions. You're either like... <laughs> I'm gonna be in that, 
<laughs> or fuck no. Like there, you know, right. that's really the only way it is about it, man. Like and, you know, it's just it's like yeah. there's no helping that. Like you like what you like, man. Yeah, yeah. You're wired how you're wired. You're wired how you're wired, yeah. But then, you know, Timothy Chalamet comes into the picture. <laughs> how about him, right? He's such a scumbag. <laughs> he's dude. like such an arrogant, fucking entitled not not entitled. No, he's entitled for sure. He's a, he's a fucking pretentious is the word I was yeah, looking he's, for. He's he's a pretentious rich boy who has the views he has about the world because he's had everything handed to him. He's like, well, I'm just gonna live off the grid. And he's driving a car that's probably costs like a hundred grand. Like, yeah, and it's just like he's dude, talking about how cell phones are tracking people and that type of shit. You know, well, and he's kind of he's a little. Uh, he's pretentious as fuck. He just like, and a lot of the shit. He says he doesn't know what the f- and it, like to somebody that's older. If he said that some of that shit to an older woman, they're just like, "Oh, you're full of shit. You're just a pretentious little asshole who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about." <laughs> yeah. But saying it to like a unassuming high school student, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you're you're oh, you're so wise, you're deep, like, yeah, you're deep." And it's like, <laughs> no, he's a fucking idiot who's been handed a bunch of money his whole life. Like, it's like you know, it's like you. I hate to say this. He does read a lot. That's well, something. You you don't even feel bad for him that his dad's dying of cancer. You know what I mean? It's oh cause, yeah, because he's kind of just like they mentioned that. Yeah. Well, it's because you don't feel bad though because it's like it's not even really like he gives a fuck. He just kind of mentions it in passing. He's like like it's not a big deal. You know what oh, I mean? <laughs> what does she say? She's like, "I'll kill your whole family" or something, jokingly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my dad has cancer. <laughs> yeah, and then it just he never really really brings it up again. Like, yeah. But then again, it's like. But we we know that he's lied though, because he lied to Lady Bird about being a virgin. Yeah. So he could have very well lied about his dad he having uses cancer. Her. Oh yeah. Well, and he lasts what? for all of like ten seconds too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And she's like, "Is that <laughs> it?" Like, he, comes, <laughs> he comes so quick. <laughs> which I mean, he's a high school kid, so of course, yeah. yeah it's not, I still come quick. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's a sixty-second man, like. <laughs> Nah, sometimes. Hey man, everybody comes quick sometimes. Sometimes I get a good one in. Hey. Get a get a good 20 30 strokes in like start the timer, ready? <laughs> I've been working on my time. Um yeah, so yeah, he ends up they that was her, yeah. They end up having sex and uh well, that's kind of like her little rich friend. Like, I mean, they're all like they're all scumbags, man. They're fucking entitled rich kids, like that look down on anybody that doesn't have money. Like, yeah, they don't. They don't understand. They don't. They come. They come from a world of privilege, and people that come from a world of privilege, they can't understand what it's like to not have what they everything they need. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. You know, somebody that is handed everything their whole life is gonna view people that don't have those things as well you just didn't work hard enough or you made bad decisions like they don't they don't fucking understand because they they haven't had to go through the same trials as people like us yeah, where we're on the bottom experience. they don't they don't they don't they just don't fucking know man also her best friend i love to oh her best friend is great and i was mad at her for <laughs> I was just like, you're a, you're a shit ladybird. Like, how dare you? Just, how dare you? Yeah, she's been of, by your side this whole time. About her, yeah. 
she was hanging out with that rich girl, and I was like, "This is gonna backfire on you." And that, as soon as that rich girl finds out you're poor, that she's gonna fucking bitch girl. Yeah. Oh yeah, she lies about where she lives. She thinks yep. yeah, that big blue house. Um, the scene, one of the more funny scenes is the the, the uh, I think he he's like a priest or whatever, but he's like the he's trying to teach the kids. Uh, in the play <laughs> yeah and he starts bawling like because the, the oh, role is yeah, yeah. Know, the world he, he what he he's, he's trying to make them all better actors mm-hmm. and he basically what he says is the first person to cry wins <laughs> and he's the first person to cry he's just like i'm so sorry <laughs> see i was wondering about that guy because it doesn't really dive into his uh back story but you do see him visit uh um, Lori Metcalf's character later as, you know, as a nurse or whatever. But I think he's like battling depression or something. I think his son died a long time ago or something. They kind of mentioned that. Yeah, I think it's something like that where, um, yeah, his, uh, his son, um, I think lost a battle with depression or something like that. Yeah. Because they definitely, it definitely brings up something about his son being dead and, uh, right. Uh, I definitely remember that. I should have probably taken. And notes. she asked, like, she's like, "Do you have a support system or something you can?" I don't know. But the scene I was actually talking about was the other father. Whenever he takes over for that guy, and he's trying to teach him, uh, he's doing like coach. Shit. Oh yeah, he's basically doing like sports stuff. Yeah, but trying to like uh, relate it to like doing plays. Doing yeah, play. yeah. That shit was. And funny. this is where you're gonna fucking come in real loud right here. Yeah. See these lines? These are all singing lines. Y'all are gonna sing. You're gonna sing real loud. Sing your hearts out. Yeah, yeah that's it. That, that, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. Oh, how about this scene where they're in the assembly and they're talking about abortion and shit? Remember that? Oh yeah. <laughs> that she, that was that. What she said was scathing. Exactly. I have the quote right here. But yeah, say it. Say she's it. She's talking about you know the. Uh, She's talking about abortion and like how the speaker, yeah, yeah, and how um, you know, it's basically it's an this She's evil a, thing. She's like, well, if my mother hadn't would have aborted me, or but yeah, something like that. I yeah, don't know. yeah. But, she's saying, you know, if this person would have done this, then you know. She's like, do you know who that person was? It was my mother. Yeah. Oh, oh and, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, Lady Bird says, if your mother had a, had the abortion, we wouldn't have to sit through this stupid assembly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Dude, that was great. That was great. The fucking, like, the look on that lady's face was priceless. That is actually one of my favorite scenes in the whole was, movie. Yeah, that's Because I was like, you know. It's a great line. Lady Bird's kind of making a good point right now. Yeah, she's got a point. Because I, uh, you know, even though it's a dumb movie, I like it. It's it's from it's a quote from Dogma, made by by uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Right. And Jay goes, "A woman's body is her own fucking business," and I and wholeheartedly agree with that, dude. Like, yeah, it's poignant. Um. <sighs> so uh, uh, he's a. She's about to go to prom or something. That part where she's going with like Sh- Timothy Chalamet's character, and then the fucking the, shitty rich, the rich girl. bitch and her her boyfriend, right? And then they're on the way. They're about they're gonna blow it off and go somewhere else. 
And she's like, she was almost down with it, but then she's like, you know what? No, I do want to go to prom. And she ends up uh, getting dropped off at her friend's house, who they, you know, they were they fighting. Yeah, they probably haven't talked for like a couple weeks at this point or however much time has passed. Yeah, and I got emotional at that part too. <laughs> Just because they make up and they go to prom together. That was great. And man, they get yeah. prom pictures together and, and that, all that. Dude, that's a, that's a thing that only girls can do. Because two dudes could not, <laughs> unless they're gay, two dudes could not go to prom together. Like two straight dudes going to prom together. Everybody would be like, where's your dates, losers? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could, yeah. Two dudes could never fucking get away with that. <laughs> Yeah, I get emotional at that part. Um, this is the thing about this movie, too, is like I care about so many of the characters. Uh, somehow she, Greta Gerwig, you know, all these characters are somehow relatable, I feel like, in one way or another. Or so, they just, I don't know. The, a lot of movies, you just don't. Some characters you're just like, oh, that's just a, it's just an extra guy or <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they get they kind of went deep on a lot of these characters that are in this movie. The mom, the dad, obviously. Um, I felt for her best friend and and the gay kid and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it um it gives. Uh, kind of a, it's a pretty realistic representation of what it's like to be a teenager in high school and, um, how you're confused and honestly it just kind of fucking sucks, especially your last year of high school where you think you know what you want to do, but you really fuck, you don't know anything about the world. You don't, you don't fucking know where you're going in life and and it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Because you're leaving this, even though you think you hate it you're essentially leaving this comfort zone behind because it's a, this place that you've essentially been in for four years and now you're going out into the world and you have to make all your own decisions and that's all that's a hard thing to do yeah i actually there's, you know go, go ahead. ahead no you go ahead <laughs> go ahead man well i was gonna say there is that point where she like turns in an essay or something and <clears throat> And it's clear to the nun who read the essay that she does love Sacramento, the way she talks about it in the essay or whatever. See, that, Even though she's been putting off that she's sick of this town, she wants to get out, but the way she describes, you know, everything. She actually loves it, yeah. That, side note, that nun was actually really cool. And I, I, she, yeah. I love, I love how she doesn't, even, she doesn't even... Uh, get her in trouble for putting the just married to Jesus on her. <laughs> oh yeah. She's like, well, I wasn't just married to Jesus. She's like I've been married to him for like 40 years. Like, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I was like, you know, there are some religious people that are actually really cool. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I know she was, she's pretty, see, she's another great character, man. Yeah. I just like love, somebody who's like, just love this movie. Who, who gets it, who gets what it's like to be a teenager. Like, sure. Of course. Yeah. Um, the last thing I had was another part that made me cry, because I'm a crier. People, I don't. I'm not afraid to admit it. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. This movie actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side note. This movie did not make me cry. That's fine. <laughs> um, but when uh, they drop her off at the airport, 
You remember that? Yeah. At the end. I oh, I actually did feel really bad for her mom in that scene. Oh, where, oh god, because they were you know they were arguing, they were like mad at each other. Well, it was more so. Oh, her. it's because she didn't tell. Her mother that well, she was applying well, to not, these not colleges only, in New York. Well, not only did she not um, tell her mother, she got accepted, and her mother couldn't accept it because she wasn't going to be around. Well, she wasn't going to be in their vicinity anymore. So yeah. she, you know, it wasn't. They weren't going to have contact with one another on a regular basis, right? And her mother couldn't accept that, and yeah. it, and. Uh, it wasn't that her mother was mad, but she was just so upset. Yeah. And she couldn't confide in her how she felt because, you know, her mother is a very difficult person. Yeah. But and she I, does write. Remember, she was writing the notes. I thought, and I found that to be so interesting, too, where she wrote probably like 30 different notes and then crumbled them up and all threw away. And I, I love that her dad was the hero. Yeah. Who took all of the all the things that her mom wrote. Kind of like your mom your with, you, with your uh, pornographic drawings. <laughs> no. No, it, it wasn't. My situation wasn't harm, uh, heartwarming. Yeah, it was embarrassing and really kind of weird and fucked up. Like I was just like, "Why are you doing this to your mom?" Yeah. Like it wasn't. Like my situation, it was not done out of love. It, it was done out of control. And it, I just it was, meant that it was similar that they, you know, took the papers out the trash or whatever. <laughs> but, Stay uh, out of my psychosis, Kevin. <laughs> No, but yeah, that's um so yeah, he he took out these uh letters that she was writing to Ladybird and he stuffed it in her luggage or whatever since she found him later. And and it's it's the words that, you know, her mom always wanted to say to her, I guess, you know. And she just couldn't, yeah. Cuz of the type cuz of the type of environment her mom was raised in, she just couldn't um she, I and I, that interaction uh, where I'm sorry I cut you off, but I just just wanted to point this out. It's like her mom is just she talks briefly about um, Lady Bird's grandma and about how she was an alcoholic and abusive, and I think because of that environment, her mom is kind of incapable of. She like puts on this really tough front. She's incapable of engaging in those type of feelings. Because there's that scene where they're in the mall together and she's trying to get her prom dress. And her mom is... I think that was like a thrift store, like a yep. Goodwill type yeah, thing. Yeah, but uh, her mom is just grilling her. And she's just like, why can't you just say something nice? And she's like, well, do you want me to be honest or do you want me to lie? And just like, There's also another poignant line in that scene where she's... Uh, the moms, she says, I just want you to be the best version of you that you can be. And she goes, what if it, this is the best version? Which is... Uh, and her mom gives her this look that is just nothing but skeptical. And, it, <laughs> and you can see that it kind of breaks Lady Bird's heart. Like, yeah. She's like, like, she's like, so you're basically what you're telling me, mom, is I'm just not enough. Yeah, you're not and, good enough. And... I think that boils down to her mom, like the environment her mom is in. She just, she's incapable of verbally expressing expressing those feelings. Like I think it's like really interesting when you compare her mom and her dad. So they're like they're almost polar opposites. Like her dad is like a very soft, emotional, like 
willing to like say his truths. Like he's very easygoing and her mom is very rigid and my way or the highway and almost never says anything supportive or emotional. (laughs) Yeah. Jumping back to that drop off scene at the airport though. um, So like they drop her off and she doesn't want to park because they're they were kind of arguing about you know how she's moving to new york or whatever and she's like no parking's too expensive here and she doesn't want to like get out and hug her goodbye and all that shit so she drives off and leaves the dad you know to say goodbye to her and shit and she immediately starts bawling And that's where I cry, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really felt for her mom because she's incapable. Like I said, she's kind of incapable of sharing those feelings with her daughter. I know, and she comes and, but, back but around. I think it's a, I think it's important because I think also she changed her mind. And then when she gets back to the terminal and she she walks in, it's too late. I think she realizes it's too late. Yeah, and the dad's like, you know, they hug, and he's like, it's okay, she'll be back, you know. But there was a scene, and um, and maybe I misconstrued it, but I thought maybe something was wrong with her mom when she was like talking to the priest from her school, and she says something like, "Don't worry, I I won't tell her." So I was like, I wasn't sure if like her mom was sick or I don't know, or maybe I just couldn't misconstrued the situation because that that scene with I think her it was mom, about the uh the priest right i'm not sure it was that, that scene is a little was a little confusing and that maybe this movie might require a rewatch um yeah speaking of which rewatchability i think um, we're at that point i mean i think you it's a bit of a long episode but it's fine i think we did pretty good yeah uh i i, I think this is uh unlike the whale well, I guess kind of like the whale, but for different reasons. Um, this movie, honestly, um, is well written as it is. I don't feel like it resonated me, with me as much as the whale did. So I, I think I'd have to give this movie some time before I revisit it again. Sure. Um, and um. I will say, like I, uh, th- there are things that are. Th- this is a well written movie. It really is, and I know it's well written because there are things in this movie that immediately called to my attention what it was like to be a teenager, and I was like, I think that is the the weirdness and the angst and the uncomfortability. Yeah. Like I think that is the parts of the movie that are done the best, but unfortunately, I just like I really don't like the main characters. <laughs> Much. Like I don't like Lady Bird that much, and I don't like well, her mom that much. Ye- and I, and I mean, yeah. I, I think it's kind of intentional. Yeah. But at the same time, I, they, it made me a little less invested in their characters, if you know what I mean. And I think that sure. is part part of what like is maybe like okay, I wouldn't immediate. This isn't a movie where I'd be like, okay, I want to rewatch this again and like go through it. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, I, I I actually love all these characters, most of them. You know, not really Timothy Chalamet, even though he he's good. the worst. He's good though no, as an no. actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is. Uh, he plays the the perfect 
stuck up rich boy. Like he, like yeah. he. I mean, he he serves his purpose. I probably Have you seen ha- any of his other movies. Yeah, uh, man. Um, actually, I think the Dune movie is really good. He's he's fucking great in Dune. There's this one movie called Call Me by Your Name where he jizzes in a peach and then his boyfriend almost eats it. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> True story. Go check that movie out. <laughs> oh, man. That one might not be for me, man. <laughs> I'm picking it now. No, I'm kidding. Damn it. <laughs> joking. I'm joking. Uh, um, but, yeah, rewatchability for me, I would totally well rewatch it. I love it. I'm at like an 8.5. Uh, for me on this one, uh, I'm actually like at like a 6, a 6.5, man. Okay. It's just, uh, it's like... As far as like the world building, like I, I, I both love and hate how it makes me reminisce about being a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, after hearing my stories, I'm sure you like up some old yeah, feelings. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, <laughs> it does a it does a great job about. Um, I think it displays greatly what it's like to be a teenager, especially at exactly. her age. Yeah. But. Um, like I said, I just I didn't really care for the main characters too much. I mean, I loved That's all right, man. I loved her dad. I fucking loved Miguel and Miguel's girlfriend. I thought they were fucking great, dude. Like Miguel, her goth brother. Oh yeah, yeah. And his goth girlfriend, like, and uh, I kind of um, it, they seem to be kind of like anchors where they're like. You kind of bring everybody back down to reality in a lot of points, I feel like. Sure. Like, they're the kind of, like, static characters that they don't really grow throughout the movie, but I th- they're, like, good anchor points of uh, checking everybody's, like, reality. I mean, I did really like her friend, too, you know? Yeah, I, I her definitely, friend is great, and I, also the gay kid. Yeah, I mean, he... I mean... The only thing he really did wrong was not being honest, like right. you know. And so you know, she's perfectly. Well, he's still figuring out, you know, yeah. his sexuality and yeah, all that. Yeah, you know, and that's very like I said, this movie does a great job of realistically painting what what high school is like, especially a fucking Catholic school, man. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I couldn't, dude. I would have never. <laughs> I would have never survived in a Catholic school. Like I, I wouldn't have made it through. I would have been fucking thrown out. All righty, let's move on. To the end of our podcast. The end of the pod. Where we pick our next movies. And if you remember, at the beginning of this episode, I said I watched two movies, and but I couldn't tell you about the second one because it's one I'm picking today right now. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and it's a, it's a little bit of a curveball, this movie. Okay. Um, it's something we've never done. It's a documentary. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we've never done a documentary on here. Game, man. <laughs> I just watched it today because it's not streaming anywhere, and so, but I own it, you know, on DVD. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna let you borrow it right now. Okay. Lamb of God, as the palaces burn. <laughs> okay. Do you know what this is about? No, man. You don't? I no. don't. I maybe I shouldn't spoil it then. Yeah, don't, don't don't tell me anything. Let me go in blind. All right, cool. This is an amazing fucking documentary. Um. It's just fantastic. I watched it today, and 
So okay, cool. You yeah. borrow that. I will borrow this, man. And uh, yeah, we first ever documentary on the uh, podcast. First ever documentary on the podcast. So what well, are you I'm going a, with? I'm. Uh, I rem- actually remember the movie that I wanted to pick last time that I didn't remember. Okay. I think it's a movie both of us haven't seen. Okay. I'm picking the Green Knight. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. It yeah, was recommended yeah. to me by shout out Larry. Yep. So. Uh, I, I wanted to see this movie. I wanted to see it when it came out. And I forgot about it. And then I didn't you even kinda, know about it until Homeboy. Yeah, like, yeah I remember you kind of listing it off some of the movies that he had recommended to you. And it was a movie it had been on my list anyway. So fuck it. I'm picking The Green Knight, man. I think that's streaming on Tubi or something with ads. I'll, I mean, I'll, what are you going to do? I'll fucking pay for it. I hate ads. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, I'll pay to yeah, watch it. I don't, I don't, give I don't a blame fuck. you. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm such a sucker for that kind of shit because I'm just like no I'll pay the four dollars to watch the fucking movie because <laughs> yeah it's I, not that deep it's why I don't have cable because I, I I hate advertisement and it's why I don't me use, too man I'm, it's why it's just way too much <sighs> bullshit yeah I was like I don't I don't want to I don't want to fucking sit through. You Four are. minutes of bullshit the, uh, of products that I'm never gonna buy yeah, and or it takes you out of I'm, the movie too yep like yep. I hate I hate that uh, break in the suspension of disbelief. Like I don't I don't need that. I'm fucking watching this to escape reality. Like don't ruin that for me. I so. know. I think that's part of the reason Mike didn't really like Inside Lewin Davis. But uh, <laughs> but I don't know if he was a big fan of that movie. Anyways, but right. A lot of it I think was the ads. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So there yeah, you have it, folks. The Green Knight and as the palaces burn, Lamb of God Doc. Next time on Kevin and Drew Talk Movies. This was a fun one, man. Thanks for coming out today. Um, Peace out, everybody. That's all, folks. Made me feel subconscious about eating, like watching it. Made me it. feel like I want a meatball sub. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like it made me feel like I never wanted to eat again. Like honestly. <laughs>